You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 80. Number 80? <laughs> My goodness, we've been doing a lot of these. You know, I, uh, that reminds me, I get some email questions at thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or the contact box at subconsciousmindmastery.com. And people ask, why are there some missing numbers? Well, it goes back, I've mentioned this before, but just as a refresher, it goes back, so some of the podcast numbers started this thing and did them sequentially, and then some of the numbers disappear, so it skips. That was me, and the reason I did that was after I narrated the book, the audiobook Levels of Energy for Fred Dodson, I realized that there were some things that I had done in some of those podcasts, and even though this is a journey, and we talk about this being a journey, and it is, but there were some things in those earlier podcasts that after I read Levels of Energy and understood the dynamic of what energy is and how it works and what I wanted to convey through this podcast, I went back and listened to all those early episodes, and some of them did not represent the level of energy that I wanted to portray, so I simply removed them. So that's why there are missing numbers. Well, we have a little bit of housekeeping here. So mostly what I've been doing is living out what we talk about on here. I've been creating and allowing and experiencing, but also working on some new projects. I uh, think back to Bob Proctor in the series Science of Getting Rich. I wish you could find that still. I don't know who has it now, but it seems to be off the market and not available. But what a treasure trove that was of one-liners. There are so many good things in there. But as he said, I think he said the Upanishad said, say your prayers and move your feet. Well, I've been doing a lot of moving my feet lately. <laughs> and, you know, we have to move our feet for these things to come about, don't we? So the book on fear is developing, and it's going quite well. In fact, it's actually grown beyond what I originally had thought. So I'm just allowing that to keep coming. Every time I work on it and then set it aside a little bit, new material comes in. So I'm really slowing down and taking time to put that together in a way that I think will really benefit people. I mean, there's great material in there, and I'm just letting and allowing that to continue as it is. Started on a new income source that I'll tell you about in a second, but I also wanted to update you on our buddy, who, if you've listened to him in past podcasts, Arman Asadi. Arman started a podcast, or he started a website called whyileftgoogle.com. And he had been blogging and building a brand around that. Well, recently, he decided to nix that. So I'm sure if you still went to that URL, it probably forwards over. But now he's just Arman Asadi. And I haven't talked to him about that. It would be good to catch up, but... I think that it's probably because of his personal growth, his own personal journey, that has taken him to just a higher level of, I'm Armand. He doesn't have to connect to the Google thing anymore and convey that particular image. I don't know, but what I do know he's been doing is he just climbed, talking about moving your feet, Armand just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, that one, <laughs> the 20,000-footer in Africa. Armand has pictures on Facebook. If you're not a friend of his on there or following, go on and take a look at his pictures. It's amazing. 
the trip. He has the whole thing chronicled, standing up on top of Kilimanjaro with icicles hanging off of his face. I mean, quite a trip. So kudos, buddy, if you're listening to this. High five to you. Congratulations on doing that and for being an inspiration for a lot of us who would like to follow in those footsteps. Now, I have an interesting announcement. Uh, What I'm leading to here, what I'm going to lead up to, is the introduction of a new podcast. Again, talking about moving your feet. So how this came about, really, it was kind of just a blind side. I mean, this really just came out of almost nowhere. Uh, I used to be interested in the stock market a lot. In fact, I grew up with it. My dad was a stockbroker, and our family was very attuned to the stock market. So it was something that I grew up with and have been interested in for a lot of my life. But really, for the last number of years, for whatever reason, I just had kind of set that aside and wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. And through no real effort on my own, I really don't know where or why this came. I I, I guess I'm getting ready to find out. But I uh, kind of took an interest in it recently and ended up finding a website called SheCanTrade.com. It's run by Sarah Potter who is a young lady, mother of a two-year-old daughter, and has really put together an incredible trading system that I took a look at and realized from my perspective of having been around this for a long time, I realized that, boy, she was onto something here and had an uncanny ability to look at the market and to be able to teach all of that. So I joined her website and went. ended up going to a live seminar that she had up in Toronto. On This is about stock options trading. So it's something that you may not be interested in, and it certainly requires a level of expertise. But just to say, here's what happened. So we were at this seminar, and part of what she does is a live webinar where Uh, They do trading online, and you can look in, and they share their computer screen, and they broadcast that for two hours a day. Well, they did that from the seminar, and they were having some audio challenges, so I just happened to have a microphone in my bag. (laughs) It's the same mic that I'm talking to you from now from the road. How many people do you know who just carry a microphone around with them? (laughs) You look, you just never know, right? You just never know. And this story proves it out. So I found this little mic. It's kind of rummaging through the podcast community now. I found it at the podcast movement uh, convention in Fort Worth this summer. And I just got one because they're cheap and it's easy to throw in the bag. So I had it with me and they happened to need it. So that led to, why do you have a microphone in your bag? And that, so we started, well, I've got this podcast that I do. Oh, really? And she, Sarah said that she had been interested in starting a podcast. Well, long story short, a few emails and a couple of Skype calls later, she and I are on the road to doing a podcast called She Can Trade. And we're launching it on November 5th. I'm going to be kind of the what would you say, Ed McMahon-type co-host of this. This is all about her and her system, and it's really a fulfillment for me to be able to use the experience that I've gained of this podcast and take it to another level because we decided that we were going to do a video podcast because in trading stocks and when you're looking at a stock chart, you can't do that justice 
in audio. I mean, you could try, but you'd end up explaining details that still people wouldn't picture in their minds as if you can just see it. So we're going down the road of a video podcast, and there have been a lot of little technical challenges that we've had to do to put that together. But bottom line, beginning November 5th, you'll be able to see Sarah and me on the She Can Trade podcast, and it will be video. So you'll get to see some of the places, because we are going to be doing that weekly, you'll get to see some of the places where I am. And in fact, the first podcast is in the studio where I normally would be, and then the second is from my home office, and then uh, second and third, and then I think number four and five are going to be where I'm on the road in Florida and this kind of thing. So you can you can enjoy that, and that will be fun. And that will be on iTunes beginning November 5th, and also on the website shecantrade.com. Now, speaking of traveling around a little bit, I got to go back to my favorite place in the world. I think it still is my favorite place in the world for several reasons, and that was Vail, Colorado. Hadn't been back there for a couple of years. I don't think I've been back there since I started doing the podcast. Maybe I maybe I had did I go to Vail right after I started the podcast or did I start the podcast right after a trip for Vail? I can't remember the series of that going back that far, but it was great to go back and reconnect. And the fall in Vail is just a wonderful time to be there and especially after Labor Day because the crowds are down. You just almost have the a run of the place. Some of the stores close so you don't have the full amenities, but I didn't go up there for all of that. But one of the things that I had to do in Vail, Colorado, you know, got a lot of great childhood memories from our family trips up there. But the one thing that I had to do, there's these tennis courts. <laughs> and you remember the story from podcasts past of the pastor who was our pastor in high school who met me at those tennis courts. Now, it's not the identical tennis courts where I went, but those are the ones where he and I sat beside are now a ski lodge. But these are literally, you could hit a golf club from here to there. So, I mean, they're literally that close of where the old ones are. So it's a private tennis court, but it it's a marker point for me. And I went back to the tennis courts, and that's where he said to me that I was his biggest disappointment in life. And that programmed my subconscious. Why? Because I was so interested in what other people had to say. I wasn't grounded and rooted in my own intuitive leading. I was all about what other people had to say. So when he floated out and he looked at me and he said, you've been my biggest disappointment in my ministry because I didn't go into the ministry. I mean, that set my subconscious into fulfilling disappointment. Well, all of that and the stories are in previous podcasts. We healed that and I went back to those tennis courts in 2012 and that was kind of the healing trip. That was the just go let it all out. I mean, I sat by those tennis courts with my journal and just bawled. I had done the work, but it was in the letting go back then. Well, this time, a whole new perspective. And you know, time has its way of doing that. So I sat down by the tennis courts. I had a few minutes and deliberately grabbed my journal, went there and sat down. And as as I was even walking over there, I could feel a different vibe. I could feel a different aura, a different energy. I would describe it as light. It was, I don't know, there was just something that was better. It wasn't like I was going back to do business. So I sat down and like I do with free writing, I opened the journal and just connected with what was there. And this time what came through instantly was that in the best way he could, being who he was 
and coming from his perspective, now not mine, that pastor, his name is Tom, wanted to portray to me the best he could that he was trying to help me. His heart was in the right place. His methodology may have been off, but his heart was in the right place. And that's what came through is that this guy was just trying to help me and give me a gift of healing and just didn't pull it off very well. You know, the thing is, is that we all get hurt. You've heard about mine and here with mom and this guy and other things. You've had your own. You've had your pastors. You've had your version of these people. You've had your catalysts of hurt. And, you know, generally, when those hurts take place, generally it's the other person trying their best to portray to us their perspective about our situation. And you know, that brings up a good point because when we are being that person in somebody's life, when we're trying to coach or talk to somebody else, it's a lot better to filter things through the other person's perspective, not through ours. I mean, what a difference if Tom had said to me that day in 1980-something, what if he had said, you know, I wanted to visit with you about something. So many years ago, you made a commitment in my church to go into the ministry. What happened? What got off track with that? Where are you with that now? And then if he had said, instead of trying to hammer me with, you've been the biggest disappointment in my ministry, if he had just come along and said, you know, when you came down there, I was so excited because you had so much potential. You could be such a leader of people. You have a great gift of communication. You could inspire and motivate and lead people who badly need to be led. What if he had said something like that to me? And then he'd said, you know, I've been really bummed that you haven't come down this path. Is there anything I could do to help you? Is there anything we could do to maybe revisit that? Is that, is that still in you? What, what's, what are your obstacles? What are your fears? What are your concerns? What if he had done that? Could have been a whole completely different outcome. But this time when I went back and meditated there, I really saw what he was trying to do. And with that, I got a new appreciation for him. And it really extended my own healing. And then I really got a sense of love and empathy and compassion for him because Tom has been through a very difficult challenge in 2015. This year, he buried his wife of over 30 years, the mother of their six children, his partner in ministry. They were as complete of two people, of, of a couple, as anybody has ever been. And she has had a long battle with cancer and passed way too soon. So I sent him love and really connected with the huge hole that is now in his heart this year because of her passing. And then, after thinking of all of that, closed the journal and toured around Vail and went to some of the old places. And I had to take Mom around with me, too, you know? I mean, there's been a lot of healing there as well, and she loved so many places in that town. And I went back and stopped by several of them and thought of her and Dad and times my brother and I spent there as well and just enjoyed being in that environment. So a couple of points to consider. Obviously, no doubt, if you are a walking, living, breathing human <laughs> adult, somebody at some point has influenced you negatively. 
has hurt you and perhaps with deep emotional scars. And you know, when you're in the thick of the hurt, that's the hardest time. And I'm just thinking here, I hadn't put this in my notes, but it's dawning on me that if you are in the middle of the hurt, if you're in the depth of the pain, a resource that would help you tremendously is to pick up the book or the audiobook, Levels of Energy by Fred Dodson. That resource walks you through all of the emotions, the pain, the grief, the depression, the hurt, the wounds, the anger, the retribution, the desire to fight back. He goes through all of that and puts it on an energetic scale. I don't think there's been a book that's influenced my life more than Levels of Energy. And if you are in the midst of that right now, I would strongly suggest you pick that up. Start at the beginning and just work your way all the way through it. And then I would say, come back and do it again. It will help you. But the other encouragement is when you practice what we're talking about here in this podcast, when you practice being present, forgiveness, cleaning things up, meditating, connecting with your subconscious mind, following intuition, when you do those things, then I would advocate most of the things that, like I described in my situation, could have been avoided in the first place just by following intuition. In fact, I would confess, of all of the things in that series, the thing that probably was me most living out of intuition, honestly, was when I went down and surrendered for the ministry. That was, com- that was an intuitive prompt that I had even before then. That wasn't some knee-jerk reaction. That was something that I had felt intuitively. I also felt like broadcasting. So, I mean, it was kind of this war of conflict. But now I have the ability, the training, and working on this all through these years, that if I was faced with a fork in the road like that, I know how I would process through it. And I would let intuition guide. Back then, I didn't. So if I had, I think there would have been completely different outcomes on most fronts through that whole process. But back then, I was so focused on what other people thought because I wasn't grounded in and of myself. Right now, I would be able to make that decision, go inside, seek my higher guidance, know intuitively what's going on, and make a decision. And then other people's opinions would just be other people's opinions. In fact, now on that end, I'm probably too far the other way. I don't seek other people's opinions. Because quite honestly, it doesn't matter. I know internally where I'm headed, and that's going to drive the decision, and it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. I'm sorry. You know, we've all got a belly button. We've all got an opinion. Thank you very much for sharing yours, your opinion. (laughs) But because I wasn't grounded, and if you're not grounded, your subconscious might be wide open to being highly influenced by other people's opinions. And that's not a good position to be in. That's why it's worth doing this work. And, of course, the other main point that stood out clear is that after the hurt and after this journey to higher energy, then you can see the perspective in a different light. So all of a sudden, when I sat down there, I wasn't judging him like I had been. I wasn't making him wrong. And the feelings at the tennis court 2015 were of love, compassion, connection, and forgiveness. And I could see that he really just wanted to do what he thought was best for me. 
and that led to appreciation and gratitude. And if you can stay in love and gratitude, then you are in two of life's strongest emotions. And that's the best place to be. This work is worth doing, I will tell you. What a complete full circle that has been. And I would say now that is a full circle that is closed. I'm complete. And I love my former pastor. All right. Now, I have a couple of busy weeks ahead, but I'm hoping to check back with you in mid-November with some very special, totally cool, manifesting news that is blowing my mind even now as it is unfolding. And when it does, I will let you know all the details. And I would suspect, I'm going to be on the road between now and then, but I would suspect that by mid-November that you'll be hearing back with some really cool news on this podcast. Meanwhile, mark your calendar, November 5th, it will be released in the evening, the new podcast with video with Thomas and Sarah Potter called She Can Trade. We'll see you there as well. Meanwhile, keep doing this work. It is so worth it. Levels of energy, change your life, live on a higher plane, reach for that higher ground, and in the meantime, enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 80. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.